Hello everyone, welcome to our show today called NG Ingwen. My name is John Drummond or Yang Haoen. Hello, 大家好，欢迎回到我们西平放的节目 NG Ingwen。我是 Angela。We have a great show for you today as we prepare for Chinese New Year. So, 新年快乐 everyone. Happy Chinese New Year. We are joined today by our good friend Darren Huang, who is known around the Taiwanese community as Huang Daoyuan. 是的，大家新年快乐。那 Angela 在这里呢，也祝大家鼠年睡饱饱，顺顺平安好。今天我们非常幸运的邀请到了黄大元 Darren Huang 来到我们 NG 英文节目呢，跟大家分享他在冰上的人生，跟他一路走来啊学英文的心路历程。But before we get to our interview with Darren and I, Angela is going to break down some of the cultural differences Darren spoke about. Particularly about staying in a hotel versus living in a hotel. Yeah, so take it away, Angela. Here on NG English. Okay, 没问题 ，John. 谢谢你的介绍。那没有错，今天嘞，我们就要来跟各位聊聊，如果某天出远门在外地过夜，要怎么用英文来正确跟人家表达说，我今天晚上睡哪里，或是我这几天会在哪个地方过夜。那现在就请大家赶快把 NG Cheat Sheet 这个 NG 英文专属的笔记小抄准备好，我们要开始喽。那在待会的访谈中啊，我们会听到 Darren 讲说，有一次他因为参加竞速滑冰的世界杯比赛，朋友就问他说：“哎，那你晚上要住哪？”那因为我们中文一般都会习惯是用住来表达说在哪里过夜，在哪里睡嘛，所以 Darren 他就很直觉性的用了跟中文住相对应的英文动词 live 来表达我住饭店。就说了 ，I live in a hotel。那这句我住饭店听起来大家一定觉得很习以为常，但是英文这个 I live in a hotel 其实表达出来的意思是我长时间住在饭店，甚至人家可能会觉得你超有钱，把饭店买下来当家，长久住在饭店里面的这样子哦。因为 live 它有长期或是长久居住的意思，一般我们用来说明住在自己家或是某个长期居住的地方哦。那你说我们到底要怎么用英文跟人家表达中文的？我住饭店，我今天晚上或这几天睡饭店，这种短暂居住、短期停留的意思嘞？其实很简单，只要把 live 改成 stay 就可以喽。因为 stay 这个字呢，它有暂时待在某处的意思，所以只要讲成。I stay at a hotel, 或者是 I am staying at a hotel 就没有问题了。讲到这边，大家比较清楚这两个字的用法了吗？我们来稍微复习一下吧。假设你去美国玩，那海关人员就问你说你要在那里待几天，要住哪里的话，我们要怎么回答、啊？想一想，我们没有条件意思哦，只是单纯去那边玩，在美国短暂待个几周，会住在某间饭店而已。所以要用，没错，用 stay。I am staying for a few weeks。我会待个几周。那 I am staying at a hotel 就可以表示出这期间呢，我会待在一间饭店，我会住在一间饭店里。好，那、啊、如果这个时候你不小心就用了有长期居住意思的这个 live。然后刚好你拿的又是旅游签证，那海关可能就会觉得哎有问题，恐怕就要被带到传说中可怕的小房间喽。那到底什么时候可以用 live？ 像你如果在澳洲打工度假住了两年，就可以说 I lived in Australia for two years。我在澳洲住了两年。或是你隐居山林，搬到山上去住，就可以说 I live in the mountains。我住山上。简而言之呢，就是你把哪里当家，在哪里长期居住，就是用 live； 啊，短期停留、居留嘞，就是 stay。要小心，别搞混喽。
好啦，那希望刚才讲的这些对你的英文学习之路有所帮助。如果有漏掉、没有听到或是写下来的，也不用担心，可以上我们的 YouTube 频道，随时想要听几次就给他听几次。那如果大家都已经准备好了的话，我们就赶快进入今天的访谈内容，听听 Darren 他的分享吧。As always, thank you, Miss Angela Ma, for that wonderful NG English breakdown. Today on the show, we are joined by a Taiwanese super athlete. He is one of the first generations of speed skaters that was trying to qualify for the Olympics. He is also a blogger, YouTuber, multi-talented athlete, and so much more. So, everyone, please welcome my good friend Darren. Boom! Yo, so I clap, uh, and I high five to make it to make it official. Welcome to、uh, to NG England here on ICRT, my brother. Well. Hello, everyone. I'm Darren. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, dude. So, my man, I haven't seen you for a while. I think since we went surfing last in Elon. Yeah. So, what、uh, what have you been up to recently? I know you've been focusing kind of a lot on developing your videography and your YouTube skills. But something that I really love about you is your dedication to athletics. So, can you share a little bit about kind of what that means to you? 访谈一开始呢，这样讲到说，他们从上次一起在宜兰冲浪之后就没有再见到面了。他说他知道 Darren 最近其实都在忙着磨练 videography， 做他这个 YouTube 影片的技巧啦。但是他觉得其实最酷的呢，还是 Darren 他对运动的热爱，他的这个 dedication to athletics。Darren 说他从小就很常溜纸牌轮，很常溜 inline skating， 而且台湾其实有很多能力很强、很会溜的人呢。只是呢，很可惜，这没有在奥运项目里面。那跟溜纸牌轮最接近的奥运项目其实是冬季奥运的 speed skating 这个竞速滑冰哦，就是说把直排轮的轮子呢换成冰刀在冰上比速度。可是台湾不下雪啊，没有这种滑冰的文化。但是 Darren 呢，他就是想要从溜纸牌轮转战竞速滑冰。那件事在其他人眼里看都是不太可能的一件事情，觉得他是不是疯了？但是他说，其他人越是这样的想，他就越想要去证明他们是错的。所以后来大学的时候，他就买了一张单程机票，一张这个 one way ticket， 哈，去美国受训，去练习 ice skating， 练习真的去溜冰。那也就是为什么他会成为现在的滑冰高手。那后来事情呢，就是他说的 the rest is history， 就是大家都知道的了。那其实就像主持人这样讲的。Darren 他把所有来自各方的 negativity 这个负面想法转换成他前进的动力，看成给自己一个挑战，一个 challenge。这样子的态度呢，真的是很值得学习哦。那我们赶快进入今天的访谈内容，听听 Darren 黄大元的分享吧。Well, yeah. So I grew up skating, inline skating. I grew up inline skating. Inline skating. Yeah, and、um, inline was never a sport, Olympic sport. We have a lot of good inliners in Taiwan, actually, but Most of them just say,、uh, you know,、uh, it's like okay. So sorry, a little bit of the the backstory. The closest Olympic event is speed skating, which is a、uh, winter sport. Right. So、yeah. on ice. On ice. And inline, you're talking about is with wheels. Yeah. On a hard surface. And in Taiwan, we don't have snows even. So yeah, <laughs> a lot of inliner they thought it's impossible to make the transition into a. The Winter Olympic sports, and the more they think about it, the more I want to prove them wrong. Ooh, so a lot of people were kind of doubting your ability to make that transition. Definitely, and that、um, kind of fueled some fire. Well, they thought I was nuts at the first at the first time. <laughs> you know, like sharing this the sharing this idea, they thought I was completely out of my head. But 
I told myself that, you know, if someone's got to do it, it might as well be me. So in college, I booked a one-way ticket to America to train for ice skating. And the rest is history. The rest is history. Booking a one-way ticket. How old were you when you did that? I think I was somewhere around 18 or 19. Wow. 18, 18 something. Yeah, yeah, 18. Man, so you you basically took all the negativity, in a way, negativity from people, and used it to kind of motivate you to get to that next level. A little bit, actually. But most of it is just I want to see how far I can go. You know, it's more like just a challenge to myself. Yeah, yeah. that's beautiful. And in a way, you, the way you kind of rephrased what I just said is – you make it more about your journey and your your yeah. internalizing that rather than being like, hey, I need to get to the Olympics. I need right. to get gold. It's like, yo, let's see how far I can go. I feel like throughout the years, I've realized there's always going to be noise. You know, mm. people are, you can never please everyone. So for me to keep doing the things I love is by convincing myself rather than just trying to shut everyone out. So can we backtrack for a second? Because you've shared a little bit about your competitive speed skating experience, but I would love for you to share a little bit with our audience about, you know, you started and then went to America. No, you went to America and then started. Yeah, yeah. I didn't have a skate in Taiwan until I went to America. Bro, that is crazy. And then, like, what, a year later, you're already on the world rankings? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, can you share a little bit about that? 那前面我们讲到Darren他本来只是溜纸牌轮 可是他19岁才开始,所以肯定是要比其他人下更多功夫去练习。不过他说他真的几乎是obsessed with skating,就是很爱溜冰到一个几乎是着迷的境界哦,一直一直在练,结果呢有一天他就突然发现,诶,我溜得比其他人都快嘞,赶快听听吧。I always told people that I don't have the talent, I'm not a talented skater, but I have the talent to work hard. Okay. Yeah. So um, you have the dedication to work hard. Yeah. You didn't have the given talent right away. No, no. Uh, I, I started kind of late because uh, all the skaters in the world, the top skaters in the world, they started at the age of five or even younger. And I started at age of 19. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's that's really late for uh, the competition. But anyways, I, I was so passionate about skating that I was almost obsessed with it. Mm -hmm. um, so I just practiced more than everybody else. Uh, sooner than I realized, I was faster than everybody else around the rink. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, in the same rink. Right. Yeah. That is that is absolutely incredible. So just so people understand, you put on your first pair, pretty much, of speed skates when you were 19. Mm -hmm. And then a year later, you were faster. I was. Than ever. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that is absolutely incredible. And then, so what's the process of qualifying for the Olympics? 这上段访谈里呢，我们谈到Darren他到美国受训一年后呢，就进到世界排名了。那接下来我们来问问他，是怎么样才qualify才有资格进入冬季奥运参赛啊？他说你的世界排名呢，必须要是前三十六名才有资
但是尽管没有挤到前三十六 ，Darren 他还是很厉害，而且是第一代，是 first generation 代表台湾参加竞速滑冰的选手哦。You have to be ranked top thirty six in the world. Okay. And I was top thirty seven. Yes. In twenty eighteen Olympics, so I one spot shy. One spot shot. Right. That is incredible. But you are I, what I what I love so much is you are like the first generation. You were one of the first speed skaters to represent Taiwan. That's correct. Wow.、Yeah. That is that is incredible feat, and I'm so proud of you for that. Thank you. If you don't mind, then we transition a little bit because, dude, you have such an incredible, I'd say, American English accent. How did you develop this? 访谈进行到这边，不知道大家有没有注意到？哎 ，Darren 他的英文很好，哎，他讲的那个英文美式发音真的很到地，是怎么练的？他说，其实他的英文本来也是一般的台湾腔啦，是一直到后来去美国训练竞速滑冰的时候，才开始慢慢变好的。不过一开始真的很不容易。等一下大家要听他讲这句 ：It was really tough in the beginning. Tough 就是很困难、很不容易的意思。好，他说，因为以前在学校上英文课的时候，常常老师着重的都是单字啦、啊、文法那些，所以他刚到美国的时候，一般生活会话用法常常会犯很多错误，很常会被笑。不过幸好呢 ，Darren 他自己也觉得好笑，就让他觉得这样讲中文犯错的时候也蛮好笑的，也是一样意思啦。他说他不会生气 ，no hard feelings， 反而把这转换成继续努力、继续去学习的动力。我们赶快来听听 Darren 分享他这个乐观的学习态度吧。Funny that you say this, because I didn't grow up speaking English.、Um, my English was like just normal Taiwanese accent、um, until I was training in states and when I moved to states for、uh, the skating training.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I remember in the beginning it was really tough because,、uh, like you know, when you learn a language in school, it's never about. Conversation, or、mm. it's never about like practicality. Yeah, it's always about grammar, vocabulary. <laughs>、uh, yeah. So I made a lot of mistakes. I was left at a lot.、Mm. Um, but luckily, I I have a pretty I would say like healthy mentality towards those laughter.、Uh, I use it as I because th- I thought they're funny too. You know, it's like. Uh, hearing you speaking Chinese, you yeah, know, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so I mean, no hard feelings for me, and I can use that as my motivation to like continue learning for myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah dude. You know. I I love how you just said that, and I I hope you can actually expand a little bit on this because something that I feel a lot of people deal with is like, oh, they f- get it laughed at and they take it very personally. But you have a different approach to that. 前面讲到了 Darren， 他不同于一般人，没有那种觉得犯错啦、啊、会被笑很丢脸的那种想法。那现在他来更进一步跟我们分享他这种乐观的 mindset 这个思维模式。他说他看过很多台湾人都有一种 victim mentality 这个受害者心态哦。这样的说法可能有一点比较严肃哈，但他觉得这种想法大多来自于学生时期学校老师灌输的观念，因为他记得很清楚，在以前学校上课的时候啊，很多老师都会跟他们讲说什么，你如果去美国会被人家笑，要学会保护自己，类似这样子的话，所以不少人到美国被人家稍微一笑，就会想到老师讲的这个话，觉得自己是在被欺负、被霸凌哦。但现在 Darren 看来，那是一种人家在跟你做朋友的方式。就像他们白人也会笑白人啊，会互相笑对方，互相开玩笑一样
这样一讲到说，他想到以前在美国的时候，真的是这样子哦。当你们会互相开对方玩笑了，你们才真正是好朋友。Right. Um. Honestly, from what I've seen, a lot of Asian and Taiwanese they have this mentality.、Uh, I call this victim mentality. Maybe victim that's a little、mentality. too heavy. Okay. But a lot of it, I feel like, comes from school years.、Mm-hmm. Like because I remember vividly in school, a lot of teacher. They told us when we we're still young that if you go to America, you are gonna get laughed at, and you have to protect yourself. You、mm. know, so going into America, a lot of people, when they,、uh, a lot of Asians, when they got made fun of, they instantly jump into that victim mentality of, oh, that this is what the teacher taught us. You know,、like mm. we, we got picked on, and for me, it's really not about you know、um, a bullying way. It's just how they. Make fun of each other. It's like white people make fun of white people too.、Mm, I really like how you're saying it. So yeah, kind of the victim mentality. Yeah, it's kind of the defense mechanism to be like,、Correct. oh, bro, stop making fun of me. Instead, you maybe would like laugh and then joke right back to them. Exactly. Like、yeah. uh, they will laugh at my accent, and sometimes they will laugh at me eating rice. You know, and I will for sure get them back when they're eating hamburgers or <laughs> French fries. And it, it's it's a friendly. Like interaction, yeah, it's nothing harm, harm, harmful. Yeah,、right? I I really respect how you did that because I think about all my relationship back in America. You know, the way we consider each other good friends is when we make fun of each other. Exactly. You know, we support each other, but we talk a little trash. You know, and and if you can talk trash back, you're gonna have a better chance of making friends、right. with Americans. It makes me think. Do you remember kind of any cultural stories、oh. or? Or any kind of funny translations that you've made mistakes on that you're. How、American、long is this show? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can you can you share some with us? 在这段访谈中呢，别人会讲到啊，他曾经遇到的一些因为文化上的不同而犯的英文错误。好，他说有一次呢去参加世界杯比赛，那有个朋友就问他说：“哎 ，Darren， 那你们要住哪？”那因为中文我们都很习惯用住来表示说：“哎，如果我们到了外地，晚上会睡哪里？”所以 Darren 就很自然的、很反射性的用了英文的 live 住来回答。但是当他说了这句 I live in a hotel 来表达说哦，我住饭店、睡饭店、在饭店过夜的时候，他朋友还以为他说他买下一间饭店就真的住在里面了。听众朋友要记得哦，就像前面在 NG 英文讲到的，中文虽然用住来表示，但是英文的话我们要用 stay。I stay。At a hotel, 这样才对哦，因为 stay 有短暂停留的意涵在。那 live 的话呢，就是有比较长久住下来的意思哦。So I remember one time when we traveled to World Cups, and my friend was was asking me, "Hey, hey, Darren, like, where do you stay during like? I think we were in Canada, right?、Mm-hmm. And I was staying at a hotel, but because in Chinese we just say we." 住在住在住在旅馆 ，Yeah. So I, I like instantly I say, I I live in a hotel, and they, like they were so shocked that I live in a hotel because they thought I like bought the whole hotel、yeah. and I live there permanently <laughs> or something. They're like, Oh my God, Darren, you freaking Asian buys everything. <laughs> oh man, like crazy, crazy rich Asian yeah, style. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm like, No, no, no. I live in a hotel and. Yeah, so so you learned, you know, that what was the better thing to say instead of saying, "Oh, I live in a hotel." 
Yeah, like usually they just say I stay in a hotel because yeah. you only live in your house, right? Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, that's a really interesting one. So I'm sure they kind of gave you a little trash. They made fun of you. Oh yeah, you know. But then you learned it, and then you learned it probably super quick that way. No. Yeah, it's a vivid memory, you know. Mm. And I generally thought that was funny. Yeah. yeah. Thinking back, you know. That's awesome, man. I I love your perspective on things because yeah, you have a a great way to just laugh at everything and yourself, and I think that's a really healthy trait. To have as uh, as we go into adulthood. <laughs> cool. So, can you share then any tips about language learning? I mean, you you have mastered English now at this point. So. Oh, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> well, I mean, you are you are very fluent. So, is there anything you remember that kind of helped you along the way? 接下来我们要来请这位永远乐观处事的滑冰高手 Darren 跟大家分享分享一些他学英文的小配包。他说，曾经有位很要好的朋友跟他说过这句话。讲英文的时候要用英文思考。那当然啦，在一开始一定会觉得怪怪的，好像跟直觉要讲的相反，没有办法用有限的智慧来完整表达自己，会有一点这个 counterintuitive。但是习惯了，上手了，你就会发现这方法远比一个一个字慢慢翻译来得好，来得快，会让你进步神速哦。So I remember、uh, a really good friend told me, "Think in English when you speak English." So it's gonna be counterintuitive. counterintuitive yeah, it's gonna、yeah. be counterintuitive at first because, like, you feel like you are narrow, limited with so little words mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. expressions to convey an idea. But、uh, trust me on this. Once you get a hang of it, you are gonna be like improving way faster than constantly doing translation work. So, my man, unfortunately, we are coming to the last question here. Oh no! I know, bro. It it goes too fast. I'm I'm really working on expanding this to、uh, to an hour long show. <laughs> but、uh, but our last question here on NG England is: If you could go back and talk to a younger Darren, would there be any advice you maybe give yourself about things you know now, particularly about language or or life? 快乐的时光过得特别快。又到时候讲拜拜，访谈很快又进入到了最后。今天呢，我们一样要来问问 Darren， 如果可以回到过去跟小时候的自己说说话，会有什么建议想要告诉自己嘞？他说啊，他会想要早一点开始学英文，因为这外语能力真的为他的人生增加很多机会。It opens so many doors. Darren 讲到说，他希望小 Darren 呢，学英文的时候不要因为一直犯错而气馁。希望他知道说，学会一个外语不是拿来 show off， 拿来炫耀，而是要来沟通的。他说以前有时候啊，就会因为一些英文用法错误，觉得很气馁、很失落。但是嘞，他就会把这些好笑的错误记下来，然后放到饼干罐里面。如果心情不好的时候，就拿饼干出来把它吃掉，当成自己继续前进的动力哦。听众朋友们，我们赶快一起来听听访谈最后这段鼓舞人心的分享，也帮自己打气打气哦。Yeah, um, I would definitely learn English like at a younger age. That that's、mm. the first thing because、okay. it opens so many doors. Um,、uh, knowing a language and probably tell myself that a new language, it's not a tool for showing off. It's a tool for communicating, and so you don't like a younger Darren doesn't have to feel frustrated when he keeps making mistakes.、Mm. You know,、mm-hmm. and I remember sometime back in the days I, I would. Some days I would feel so frustrated with my own,、uh, with my English. What I would do is I would like think back on the funny moments,、uh, the the mistakes I made in English, and、um, I use those as my 
propeller. Is that? Yeah, propeller. Yeah. Yeah. So kind of like your little your fuel. To, yeah, to my keep fuel you going. to keep me going. And whenever I made a mistake, a funny mistake, I would remember that feeling. Put in a cookie jar. Whenever I feel low, I'll open a cookie jar, take one out, eat it, keep going. <laughs> nice, man. Yeah, yeah. you're kind of looking back on those moments and being like, dude, look how far I've came. Exactly. Yeah. It's it, same thing goes. Uh, to skating, you know, because mm-hmm. um, I was training at such a high level of competitiveness. The progression is really, really slow, very marginal every day. So to wake myself up 5 a.m. In, in the morning, I need to use those cookie jars. Mm. Yeah, just open one up, see where I've, how far I've, I've come and uh, keep doing what I'm, what I love, what I'm passionate about. Nice. I, I love that. That's, that's great advice. The cookie jar. Darren's, dude, you're going to have to start a cookie company now. <laughs> and it's just going to be little clips of motivational content. Dude, that's a, that's some uh, Instagram stories. Just a little 15-second little motivation. <laughs> Yo, I'm up. It's 5 a.m. Let's go surf. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, I really appreciate you coming in and making some time for us this evening here on NG Ingwen. Well, thank you, you for having me. Yeah, man, absolutely. Can you share where people can maybe watch your videos or where people can find your life online? Yes, so uh, I do YouTube video now. Um, if you guys are interested in outdoor or surfing, mm-hmm. please check out my YouTube channel at Real Darren Huang or my Instagram account, Real Darren Huang. Real um, Darren Huang. Yes, sir. Nice, bro. All right, my man. Well, thank you again for making time, and I will. I'll see you next time. Yeah. All right, bro. Boom. All righty. That is our NG Ingwen show for today. We hope everyone enjoyed listening to that. Don't forget to connect with us on Instagram or Facebook. You can search NG Ingwen or you can search NG English I-C-R-T. And make sure to tune in each week, Wednesday morning from 6.30 to 7 and Wednesday night from 9 to 9.30. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. 好，那我们今天西平方的节目NG英文就到这边告一段落啦。感谢大家的收听，别忘了到IG搜寻我们的粉丝专业NG底线English在底线ICRT。那大家也要记得每周三早上六点半到七点，或是晚上九点到九点半